What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast, episode number 137, presented by Save the Game Media. I'm your host, Kevin, and today I am joined by a very special guest co-host this week. He is the creator and host of the Keel Hauled podcast and the co-host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, the man with the perfect voice for radio, Captain Logan, my friend. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, we It's been a... It's been an interesting week, and it's and it's only Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna have a heck of a weekend coming up too. But how are you doing? Thanks for having me on. That was yeah. a nice intro. Oh well, thank you, thank you, uh, thank you for coming on. Obviously, Ethan is uh, unavailable, so I uh, I rallied the troops, and and we've never podcasted before together. So I'm super excited to finally get you on the show. I know yeah. uh, time zones can be a little tricky, but we we made it work this week. So. It's a good week to be on. We got lots to talk about. We got Diablo. We got Summer Games Fest. We got Atlas leaking their own games. All right. Some really <laughs> good stuff to talk about. But before we get into that, Logan, uh, I got to remind everyone, this is an Xbox podcast. We are live every Thursday right here on YouTube. If you can't catch us, we post on your favorite audio service on Friday mornings. While you're over there, make sure to drop us that five-star review. It does help us in the algorithm, gets us up those charts. If you want to interact with us more, please come join the Discord. The link is in the description below. And if you want to support us further, get early access to all Save the Game Media content and bonus exclusive post shows like the one we're going to do next week because Ethan's not here. Head over to patreon.com slash save the game media. Choose the tier that's right for you. Just like our current Patreon supporters. So thank you to Bucky Blue, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at night, Cypher, Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, and the Xbox Expansion Pass. Thank you all for your support. We appreciate each and every one of you. Logan, I like to get housekeeping out of the way real quick so we can dive right into what have you been playing, my friend, because I really want to talk to you about one game, and I think you know what it is. Oh man. So I'm I'm really glad to have a chance to kind of talk about this in length again cuz uh I mean Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, right? Like so good. <laughs> so many how many shrines you done? You gone down into the depths? I got to yeah, know. That, this is the game I wanted to talk to you about. Yep, this is the yeah. one I meant. Um What's I, your favorite co- food? Is it dubious food? What are you cooking? Uh, yeah, so uh I haven't purchased this game uh, <laughs> uh I, i'm not going to play tears of the game my brother beat it he's close to 100 that's all oh, i good. know about it it's, he he loved it uh but okay. not well, quite the game i was talking about so about that uh, I, I guess in that case uh we, we might as well just talk about diablo 4 then hmm, that's the one that's the that's the came out <laughs> early access last week uh it is now out for everyone obviously people put up their reviews but this is going to act as kind of uh, my impressions to the game i think ethan got it yesterday so he is super early and i don't know how much he has to say about it but logan i know uh you've put a few hours into this game haven't you what are your what are your overall impressions about diablo 4 so far uh as a longtime Diablo fan, this is definitely like top-notch Diablo. Um, I've really, really been enjoying my time. I think I've got close to 
55, 60 hours, I think, since early access. Um, I haven't gotten to beat the campaign yet, though. I'm still mm. working on that. But okay. yeah, this is the, like Diablo 4 is, is by far. It's it's one of the, the top-notch ARPGs out there. If if you're a fan of ARPGs at all, everything else is like stemmed off of off of uh Diablo. And um yeah, it's just a it's a beautiful game. They've done a fantastic job with it so far. But yeah, lots of lots of time playing my Necro uh mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, we can we can dive into what you know more more detail about it. Um, my overall impressions are pretty similar to yours. I absolutely love this game. I was um, I I didn't get to play as much as I wanted, mainly because uh, opening night when you had the ultimate edition and you can jump in early, didn't know that you couldn't game share that. That was a that was a common mm. issue among people. So I actually tried for thirty minutes before people realized what the situation was. I went and bought it myself. No, I was like, I'm playing this game tonight. I don't care. I'm, I'm <laughs> dropping the money, uh, and it was money well spent for sure because I uh, played for hours after that. Saturday, I had mo- most of my free time, and then the servers went down for my entirety of my free time on Saturday. So I didn't get Aww. to play as much there. Um, I've I've still managed to put in about 27-ish hours into the game. I have hit level 50. I'm on Act 5 of the campaign. I just love, love the world that Blizzard has made here for Diablo 4. I'm a, I'm like much like you, longtime Diablo fan. I played Diablo 1, 2, 3. I've been way back when uh, my grandma introduced me to the series, actually. And it was <laughs> very funny. Uh, and it's it's one of those things where I'm like, that's crazy that she she did not play games. This was this was she was playing Diablo 1 because it allowed her to connect with like a friend who lived in a different state, if I remember correctly. Oh wow. Yeah, so it was very much a social thing for her, like getting on, just hanging out. And that that blows my mind because like I would get on, play Diablo and like really just get engrossed in the gameplay loop. And that has kind of stuck with me for Diablo 2, Diablo 3. I played hundreds and hundreds of hours. And then this one's looking much the same, especially because you can play co-op. And obviously me and my brother, we love playing games together. And this is perfect for that. So how are you? How are you liking the story? Are you? You haven't beat it yet. I'm on Act Five, so where are you? Yeah, um, the story is fantastic. I think they've done a, a really good job of because um, with each of the each of because now that we're in an open world, it was it used to be a very linear story. You used to follow like one main path as you were kind of uh, keeping up with some of the main characters in the story, and you as kind of like a like a a nephilim for most of it. But this is the first time that you're not actually a nephilim. Uh, you get the opportunity to visit a few of the different zones in this now open world and the little stories that they have built up for each of the zones as it kind of like sends you out to side quests and stuff like that have been really exceptional like just absolutely beautiful i love some of the minor stories that are with like just a couple people in their story and, and whatnot but then you've got kind of like the larger uh, zone-wide stories that involve like different tribes or clans and stuff and the troubles that they're going through. Um, and with the the variance of the actual like different biomes for the land, like you've got, uh, you know, kind of a snowy region that's up, up north in the mountains in one area and you kind of move down into uh, a more kind of traditional um, uh, like foresty area and then you get pushed out into like the desert and then you get pushed into like a swamp and then you get it's just it's so cool to 
see how they've been able to kind of combine the atmosphere of the different environments and use use that location as a way to tell interesting stories about some of the history with Diablo as well too just knowing some of the troubles that you've had like in the dry steeps um you know there's like areas that that you're just like yeah it's it's completely desolate there's they they need the trade routes to be able to be open they they have to deal with these monsters that are starting to appear and if you survive like you know the sandstorms and stuff then you're you're pretty crazy to even go out there and whatnot but it all ties together and it's it's it, that um some of the best storytelling i think i've i've had um just on the smaller sides but the actual main campaign uh with with lorath and and dono and, and lilith and anarius and stuff i really love and and i'm gonna it might be a little spoilery i don't want to get too deep into it because i don't know if people have really gotten a chance to jump into it but they've done something with the villain that i really like it was lilith mm-hmm. and they've given lilith a purpose that feels like you can empathize with the point of view but much like with villains that have that kind of like you can understand where they're coming from and you can kind of see like yeah what you're saying makes sense um they always go just a little bit too far with their ideology and that's where lilith's at and that's what i I love about her as a villain because so often and not the the goal of of like the primevals have always been just destroy the world or take mm-hmm. over it or let let loose the gates of hell and let all the demons run rampant and with this one it's like it, it doesn't play that card in in the same way like it's effectively trying to do that but there's a, a story and a history that they're that they're digging into real deep with their claws and i just i absolutely love it man it's such an interesting story for me and i think if you if you weren't into the grind uh alone for diablo just like the the normal gameplay hooks the story itself is definitely worth the price yeah i I saw when the reviews came out some people saying the story wasn't very good and i have not had that experience at all so far i've really enjoyed the story i think the cut scenes are absolutely gorgeous i'm playing on on series Mm. x and i think some of the stuff that they're showing i'm like wow this is beautiful i wish everything looked as, as good as it's doing here but in regard to Lilith, I would I would agree with you from what I've seen, um, because in the game, you know, she's she's getting followers and it's like, OK, well, why would anyone choose to follow a demon? She comes across very charismatic and like you can kind of see they've made her this this character where, OK, I get it. I understand why these people are like all hail Lilith and like we're going to even though we're humans, we're going to side with the demons. It's it's a very interesting uh, story that they're telling so far and i'm i'm excited to see where it goes i'm in obviously act five so i think there's six acts if i if i remember correctly so yeah uh, yeah i got i got i think act five is the longest so i'm i'm almost there but some of the side quests is probably what i've been doing most of the time um when i get on me and the me and my brother and our friend and whatever groups were forming it's like well you have to be at the same part in the story to progress together which is like okay one person can progress not a big deal but if you all want to do it together you do have to be on the same thing the side quests though like you can all get the same side quests you can have different side quests you can go to the same areas and just like do your own side quests up there 
it's a lot of fun just like running around together, helping each other check off the side quests that they have. And especially when some of these are really good, like storytelling, I think the voice acting, even for these minor side quest characters is really stellar. Um, Blizzard has done a great job there. I just, one story, and I don't know if you've done the side quest, but the, um, old, the, the bar keep, where he has you go hunt down his former um like bandit group and like you don't learn that he's the the former leader until like you're into the side quest and he shows up is i really like that storyline it was a very good side quest it had some some actual like oh wow i no idea i thought he was just some random dude in a bar wanting me to take care of bandits turns out he has like this whole backstory that you become familiar with and like that is the the world building that diablo 4 is really doing with like a lot of characters a lot of the areas you go to in my in my experience so far and it's really just it's engrossing me um which if we want to bring in, we have one listener question this week, and I, I will probably bring it in right now because I think this is probably the most appropriate venue for it. But it comes from uh, It's Kyle, and he says, Kevin, you are on the record as being very anti-open world games, yet you love Diablo, which is quite a big open world game. What's the difference uh, with Diablo compared to, say, Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> um, this is hard for me to answer because I typically don't like open world games. That is very much my MO. One of the reasons I'm excited for Starfield for, uh, as an example, but one of my concerns is that I won't like how big and open it is. I won't like the open world because I think what has put me off from open worlds is the checkbox design that Ubisoft implemented for the last 10 years. And then mm-hmm. I also don't seem to vibe with the, well, we're not going to give you any direction of like Elden Ring and Zelda, where Zelda has gone. Because I like older Zelda games, but these new ones where it's like you have a freedom of a sandbox. If you don't tell me what to do, I'm not going to do anything. Like I just, I won't know what to do. I won't know where to go. Um, so it's really fine finding that fine line where it's like you have the freedom, but it's not just I'm going here checking off a box. Like I feel a lot of uh, Ubisoft games do these days, and I don't know if that makes sense. It's it's more of a feel thing for me. <laughs> Gonna be honest, guy, more of a feel thing. If I if I could, you know, maybe take a stab at what it is about Diablo versus say like a, a Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I kind of want to point to the gameplay loop. Uh, the The gameplay loop is solid and it is traditional Diablo. You're not doing anything different really with your character that you you wouldn't be familiar with if you had played any of the past games. Like it's all very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference I think is that instead of moving linear, linearly through like one area and just trying to find like those waypoints to get like further down into a world or or across the map um you're effectively doing that but you're not you're not beholden to the uh the same thing like you're not beholden to like just one tiny zone and stuff so i feel like because the gameplay loop is so good that it doesn't bother you that it's it is an open world because it still feels especially with a map it doesn't re- open up until you actually move mm-hmm. into a new territory so you can you and, and i think this is a a, a a 
something that everyone is kind of guilty of is you you tend to get pretty high in your levels and you haven't really even left the first zone yeah because i was feels... in my 40s before i did act one <laughs> and they do a good job of it because they give you like dungeons and little cellars and stuff that you can kind of live in and, and repeat and do all those things so every time you log in you're like oh yeah i got all these dungeons i have to go do and and you feel like that is kind of a complete thing all of it all all in itself and uh it isn't until you you realize like oh my gosh I'm, I'm i'm about to hit 50 i should probably actually go do something else and they give you the first three acts too so it's like okay you kind of know what you're going to be doing you you work on act one two and three and that's when it's like all right well now we're going to kind of funnel you into focus in on just four until you get to five and then five narrows even more and pushes you into six and then six narrows you even further in and gives you less opportunity to really kind of go out and do whatever it is you want you can still do it but it doesn't it doesn't like kind of push you down into a corridor uh the mm -hmm. way the like like it, it does kind of push you down into a corridor the further along you get yeah that the gameplay loop is certainly a big part of it because it's so rewarding. It's so addictive uh, as well. I think that's a, a part of it where it's not just the the cycle of getting gear and like, oh, oh, what can I do now? It's it's how do I build my character? Like, where do I put my skill points? And we, we were talking about this yesterday, the Xbox uh, party that we were in, where mm -hmm. it's like that meme you sent me. It was like, what if my build's not good enough? You know, it's like <laughs> these are thoughts that I have when I'm out at work and I'm like, well, how can I make my barbarian better? You know, like, how yeah. can I how can I tweak it? What what gear should I be looking for in the future? And it is there's so much more to it than just like oh i have a list of activities i'm gonna go do them and then move on um and or mm -hmm. or just i get to build anything i want like that doesn't really entice me as as much as as something like diablo does and like i said there are open world games i'm looking forward to for the remainder of the year one being starfield and then the other being atlas fallen which comes out in august um that's mm that's one that's co-op as well so i think think the addition of co-op really appeals to me and makes me feel like less um overwhelmed maybe or more more intrigued to explore if i have a friend to go along with me um so if that's if, i mean i'm just spitball and i don't know really about my open yeah. world uh disdain except that i don't really like ubisoft games and i tr i tried immortals phoenix rising and i I wish it was a linear game. Like that was my big mm. takeaway after playing 20 something hours of it. I beat it, but I was like, this would have been so much better if it was just the story and not all the additional side stuff. So I, I think if you had an opportunity, you might want to look at some of those far cry games with co-op because it's, I see where you're coming from as far as like, oh, there's a settlement. I have to go clear out the the camp of bandits. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, there's not really any any justification for that other than that's just an objective to do. At least I feel like with the with Diablo 4, it feels like there are settlements that you that you visit and everyone there is is dealing with the worst living experience ever. Like you, I think we were talking yesterday, like no one wants to live. It's just a normal person in the Diablo world <laughs> because everyone is being attacked by something or dying to something or there's just it's the you know, there's nothing to eat. 
you know, kids are like, oh, I need you to go kill monsters so, so that I can have something to sell mm -hmm. so that I can have a crusty piece of bread because I'm starving. And it's like, man, the world is brutal. But, uh, at you know, at least you're a powerful c character in the game. <laughs> Magic. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just loving Diablo, I think is. Uh, do you think question, Logan, do you think Diablo has a shot at being game of the year? Most definitely. Yeah, oh, no, okay. there's there's no doubt in my mind that, that that this is like server issues aside, I think, which is a you know, it's a it's a battle no matter what you're doing. Um, this is probably one of the most popular games this year. I 100% I think that Diablo 4 has a strong chance of being game of the year material because it is the storytelling's there. The graphics are there. The gameplay is there. Mm -hmm. the execution is is flawless like I, I i mean anecdotally the the xbox version the console versions of this game Beautiful, feel amazing. amazing they feel so good like and and using a controller surprisingly smooth mm -hmm. like did it feels real natural like i tried to use a mouse and keyboard the other day and i was like it feels awkward it feels strange it's to try funny. and use mouse and keyboard it's funny you say that because uh, my one friend, he played the beta on Xbox and then he bought the PC version because yeah. he's like, Diablo's a PC game. He, we started playing. He goes, I liked it better on Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you could plug a controller into your PC, but it is it is one of those things where I've only ever played on PC and this is my first on console. And I'm like, this is really good. Like, this it feels good. I'm glad that they brought it over to Xbox and that I gave it a shot. Like I could have gone to PC and just stuck there, but I, I think they've, I don't really have any negatives to say about this game. Like I, mm -hmm. apart from the ser the occasional server issues, which like it's an online game, like we, it's Blizzard. We know this is going to happen. We all expected this. I don't have any complaints about like the actual game. Yeah. 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 And I'm surprised that they've, they've managed to make it one, still a very accessible game um like there's a surface level that you can understand with what to do in mm -hmm. the game there's there's on top of that a breadth of depth that you can you can really like there's a, a huge scope of what you can play around with just with the different characters but each individual character has so many different layers uh in in there that i just it's it's been really amazing to to be able to like dig into the details of it as well mm -hmm. Ghostly March in the chat said, I will say I have had two game freezes on Series X so far and some artifacting. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if the freezing is like server related or what. Uh, I haven't encountered any of that. I'm sure there's a occasional bug here or there. But um, like I said, in terms of gameplay, story, the visuals, everything is is really, really good. And I would highly recommend Diablo 4. I'm, I'm interested that you said this has a chance at, at game of the year. It it. It's in my game of the year conversation for sure right now. Um, in terms of like the game awards game of the year or like the overall critics, I still think Zelda probably has it just because if we look at reviews like this, this didn't mm -hmm. review as well. But I will say this is a zeitgeist moment much like Zelda was. Like if we yeah. look back a month ago, everyone was talking about Zelda. Everyone was blowing up about Zelda. If you look at right now on social media, everyone's talking about Diablo 4. Everyone's showing their builds. Like this is another big moment in gaming right now. And that is special. That means this game is is something important and gonna be around in those conversations. Yeah. It's it's refined. It's it's 
it's a return to form as far as the the artistic drive of Diablo, which has which three was uh, maligned for its more kind of gamey look to it. Mm -hmm. it, it. It seemed a little more soft around the edges and Diablo four. There, there are just moments in this game where I'm like, this is the most mature rated game I think I've ever seen, man. There's there's so much just gore and viscera everywhere that I'm like, man, they they did not they did not lean uh, like anywhere in the middle as far as like whether, whether they were going to go soft or hard when it came to things. They were just like, nope, this is a hard M. And and I, I, I appreciate the commitment to it because it really does set the tone right off the bat as far mm -hmm. as this is the this is the type of diablo game we want to make and i don't know about you man but everyone seems to be taking it super seriously i think the yeah. i think the one joke that i've seen kind of go around about this game is everyone has like a title and as you progress through the game like you get different like little uh little names or, or little like mm -hmm. prefixes and suffixes that you can make for your for your title everyone is found to become some form of trash because yeah, one yeah. of the suffixes is trash. So you're either legendary trash or you're gilded trash or you're common trash or you're, you know, everyone, little trash, you know, everyone's got their own little version of trash as their title. And I think it's hilarious that, that yeah, that's become I, like the thing. There's a, the meme of Danny DeVito in from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And it's like how I feel once everyone gets the titles and it's him bu busting into the wrestling ring going, I'm the trash man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'm like, that's yeah, great. this is, this is true. This is, I haven't even put a title on yet, but uh, well, I'm glad you're joining Diablo 4, but we got some other stuff to talk about. So let's transition into the news. And this week, guys, we're going to recap Summer Games Fest. It happened a mere four and a half hours ago at the time of this recording. But we got a lot to talk about, Logan. So let's dive into it. We'll go, we'll go game by game. But if you're not really all that interested in talking about the game, let me know. And we'll right. breeze by it. Can, so Can, can we yes. jump into the one that wasn't talked about? The one that wasn't talked about. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's that? Cyberpunk. Where oh, the heck yeah. was Phantom Liberty? You think it's an Xbox Showcase one? I think I think it's later this week, but I don't know about you, man. I I I was expecting I was expecting Cyberpunk to to make a showing for this, and it was kind of upsetting. I was like, bro, yeah, you got Nick Cage on stage, but you couldn't show Phantom Liberty. Yeah, it's um. I saw them. I saw the price. For the DLC got put oh, up really? on the yes, I believe it's thirty-five dollars. Um, will be the DLC cost. Yeah, yeah, I don't I, I'm pretty sure that got leaked this morning. So I did expect that at, at Summer Games Fest as well. I just totally slipped my mind. Yeah. Wow. That is uh that's crazy. So yeah, makes me um, wonder what something was going on there. Let's see. Game positive in the chat says there was a legit leak from a publisher that happened for the Xbox showcase, right? Yes, we have that in the show notes, Eric. I will. We will be talking about it after the Summer Games Fest recap, so don't worry. Uh, and hello, Luke, friend of the show, Xbox Expansion Pass, Logan's uh, co-host over there. Thanks for stopping by, buddy. Happy to see you. But yeah, I don't know about Cyberpunk, man. That is... Uh, that is a mystery where that game is. It's either the Xbox showcase or they're just going to announce it themselves, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange, especially after they confirmed it was going to be at the uh, Summer Games Fest. So could be Saturday, could be could be at the showcase. I I was kind of bummed because honestly, like I, I've been very looking forward to the Phantom Liberty DLC. When's the PC gaming showcase? 
Oh, that's a good question. It might, I, be, it might be there. We know how much they love PC. That's true. <laughs> much to the chagrin of <laughs> PS4s and Xbox Ones. Yes. Um, but we can jump into the actual Summer Game Fest recap. Yes. And it started off uh, with what I think is quite a good opener. And that was Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Uh, we got a gameplay trailer. It is a return to the 2D action platformer style of the old school Prince of Persia games. This will release January 18th, 2024. Logan, uh, what are your what are you feeling about Prince of Persia? I thought this looked really good. I'm interested in it. It's obviously a, a new art style, new look for Prince of Persia, but a return to form could be just what the series needs while we wait for the the th remake of Sands of Time. Honestly, they can keep that that remake if they want. Um, this looked fantastic. It was smooth. It, it looked like it played well. It looked like frenetic. It looked like it was going to have some really good combat in there. Like if they want to take per Prince of Persia, and, and I think that was a little bit of a theme this uh, showcase with a couple other games too. But if if they want to go this route, if they want to take like take it back to two D with some three D graphics and just kind of spruce it up, make a Metroid Dread of it uh i'll i'll 100 be down for that because yeah this this surprised me it looked mm -hmm. and i was waiting for them to say the name because i'm sitting here typing in my notes and i'm like okay it's stylized it's 2d uh they're talking about immortals but it looks like a prince of persia so I'm like what is this and uh then they they revealed the name and i was like oh oh they're actually doing it that's good that's that's a it's a prince of persia i think a lot of people will be looking forward to i'm i'm surprised that this was a game in development while the Sands of Time remake was was also being developed. Like it, it seems to me, and I think this was probably the plan that they wanted to have Sands of Time come out first because we mm -hmm. know that they were just going to throw out a a poor remaster of that game and call it a remake. But then fans complained, and now it's kind of been shelved and it's being completely reworked. So in my mind, I think that was meant to come out first, get the hype back, and now introduce this new Prince of Persia game. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because, um, yeah, it didn't it didn't feel right what they were doing with the remake. And and honestly, it seems like they they had a, a, a glorious idea of what they wanted from that. And uh, that was going to kind of tee up the uh, nostalgia for for the franchise and then kind of introduce this one later on. Definitely makes sense to me. Luke says Prince of Persia didn't do it for me. The art styles looked the same, didn't they? Um I think this one looks closer to the last Prince of Persia game we got and not the trilogy of the original Prince, if you know what I'm talking about. There was that mm -hmm. weird spin-off Prince of Persia game where you couldn't die and the, the person always saved you. I think this looks a little closer to that Prince of Persia. Um, but if we want to keep rolling, Mortal Kombat yeah. 1 gameplay reveal. And then Ed Boon came out to discuss it at length, uh, talked about the cameo fighters and how that system worked. This game is gorgeous. I'm not the biggest Mortal Kombat guy. I think the the lore and the story is pretty cool, but it's never really at the top of my I got to play this fighting game. Yeah, a lot of reverence for for Mortal Kombat in general from me. It was the game I I played when, you know, when I when I was a kid in in the 90s and stuff and you know, always having to go over to my buddy's house cuz he had the Genesis version and uh it was it was really cool that they found a reason to reboot the series and the 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 reverence that they're showing for the the cameos like seeing Jax, seeing uh 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 
Sonya and Kano and some of the uh, the traditional costumes that they had from the first game kind of come in for those cameos was really, really awesome. Um, I think they, they have got a really good idea going into this Mortal Kombat. The fatalities still look amazing. I think they still do the best fatalities or finishers like in, in any fighting game at, out there. And um, I really, I'm really curious to see like where this story goes because with a fresh start, they have an opportunity to kind of play characters in a different light. And uh, you don't always get that opportunity because you usually have to stay true to the who the characters are. But when it's a whole new realm and it's a whole new universe, but it's the same familiar faces, uh, it'd be very interesting to see like how that story plays out. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really interested to see how this game does uh, reception wise because it is you know a brand new timeline. They're changing things up. The the Mortal Kombat we know is kind of getting changed up, and I think the cameo fighters adds a new element to the combat that could be really cool because we've seen this in other games before, and it's it's always worked well. Um, mm -hmm. I. I'm I'm okay with this. I think this was a, a good showing from Mortal Kombat. Eric, game positive in the chat, says, I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. The worst part of Mortal Kombat 1, in my opinion, is that it's coming out in the same year as Street Fighter 6. <laughs> um, this is the year of fighting games, Eric. Um, because I know, it, is it not confirmed, but there is a chance Tekken comes out this year as well. All right? Just imagine that we get Tekken also. That would be crazy. Yeah. Uh, if you're into Mortal Kombat, go look at this reveal. Listen to Ed Boon. It was awesome. Next, we got a Path of Exile 2 trailer. This didn't do nothing for me. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Are you a Path of Exile guy? No, but uh, it looked good. I mean, I was looking at the the graphics for like the uh, the lightning in the actual trailer. And um, they've. I mean, the game looks really pretty. I think they've done a good job. Uh, not a strong showing, I think, for like a summer's game fest. Like it definitely felt like this was like a hey, you know, here's what we can what we can provide for you. But uh, they didn't really dive into much or, or or offer a whole lot of time to it. Um, and because there's there was so little context for what we were watching, it, it kind of fell flat in that sense. But I mean, if you're if you're a Diablo fan, Path of Exiles is is right there next to it as far as like quality goes. Mm. I, I think my reaction was this looks like Diablo and I have Diablo. So maybe, uh, you know, I only got really one, <laughs> yeah. one, one, uh, one ARPG in my life. So, uh, <laughs> but if you're excited, looks good. Looks good. So next we got street fighter six, and this was an interesting trailer, Logan, yeah. because I had no <laughs> idea what was, I was like, why is Ryu a robot? And then they also yeah. showed robot guile. It turns out, Street Fighter 6 cross Exo Primal collab is coming in the fall. It showed Ryu fighting a dinosaur. Not the crossover we all wanted, but maybe the crossover <laughs> we all needed, you know? Exo Primal, that's a weird one, man. It's going to be fun to see that one come out. Um, I think it's July 14th, day one game pass. Mm -hmm. And with them... With them doing Street Fighter Six and knowing that they're going to be uh, supporting that as a, like a live service game, and them doing that with um, Exo Primal as well too, I, it's a it's fun that they're able to have like two IPs and be able to be like, ah, oh, you know, well if it, like this is a good marketing hook to be like, hey, if you were on the fence about Exo Primal, like you didn't know like what was going to happen with it, but you're a big Street Fighter fan then you're at least going to get like Robo Guile and Robo 
uh, Ryu like in Exo Primal. So at least you'll have some characters that you're happy with. You know, I think I would have loved to have seen uh, like a Zangief robot, um, or even if they had like some different skins that made your Exo Primal suits look like some of the Street Fighter characters. I think that could have been cool as well too. But I don't know. They're weird. It's being weird, Super and I'm. Weird totally fine with it like if that's what was, you want to do do it yeah i at first is it went from confusing to funny and like a <laughs> oh i love this this is so dumb but i love it kind of way so yeah um i've seen nothing but good things about street fighter 6 too i watched um ryan turford over at carpool gaming uh he was streaming it i watched him play mm. it for a little bit uh last friday while diablo was down and the game looked really good it looked really good uh, and i yeah. know luke i think has been playing it too so yeah uh, shout out lockleth in the chat she says but fey farm we're gonna get to fey farm lockleth don't you worry <laughs> don't you worry Next up, though, we got a celebrity appearance. Nicolas Cage is in Dead by Daylight. We got a trailer, and then he came out to talk about the game. He is a survivor in the game. Um, yeah. I thought he was funny. He cracked some jokes. He, was, he wasn't he was nearly as cringy as, like, most celebrity appearances, in my opinion. But I don't really have any interest in playing Nicolas Cage in Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I'm not a Dead by Daylight person. Uh, that kind of game gives me too much anxiety to want to do that. And I'm honestly like, I'm not a huge Nick Cage fan. I know he's loved and whatnot, but it was I was I found it interesting that he's like, well, you're a survivor and you're being hunted, so you have to get out. And uh, they did a really good job of making sure that every little bit of my voice, even down to the size and and breaths, are going to be fusing with you and it's like okay dude thanks for explaining dead by daylight to me yeah he seemed very interesting he was like he's like what i love about the game is you have to match your movements with the inputs and like <laughs> then i'm like bro are you explaining video games to me right now it was, it was yes love uh, matt says in the chat loved hearing him talk about timing grunts for his performance Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lockleth, the impression is actually pretty accurate. It was. It was a good Nicolas Cage impression, Logan. You did a good job. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we got a Witcher season three trailer for Netflix. Um, I'm I, behind. I don't watch TV really at all. Um, and I, I don't play The Witcher, so this didn't do anything for me either. See, I love I love The Witcher books. Um, I've, I've read pretty much all of the books. I haven't played any of the games. Every time mm. I sit down, I get, I get completely overwhelmed, dude. It's like, oh, it's, it's that open world aspect. It's like, oh my God, I get the Griffin. I get to the first town and then I'm like, that was a lot. We did a good job. That was good gaming. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm out and I, and I get come back and I forget how to play and I got to look up the controls and stuff, but I've watched the first season. I'm behind on the second season. I thought the third season wasn't going to have Henry Cavill in it. So the fourth it was, season. Okay, so that's what was going on. So I, I will, I will probably catch up at some point. But it was again really odd that, and, and I guess it's the you know support support the game media being in TV shows for the sake of you know like making sure that this content stays relevant so we don't lose you know the ability to have video games kind of move over to to that medium. 
Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a little breath. It was like a, you know, we knew something was, there were going to be a couple breaks. So we had a few promos shots mm-hmm. in there and this, this kind of felt like that moment. Yeah. We had some, some ad breaks and paying for, this was a pay for the show type moment. In, in Definitely. Yeah. Next up, uh, Evolve PR. Shout out Evolve PR. You're uh, you're good to us over here. But yeah, you, you leaked this announcement a few hours before the show to me. Uh, Witchfire is going to early access September 20th. Um, this game looks interesting. Not one I'm like super dying to play, but I do think it looks like an interesting take on a first person shooter. So uh, if you're interested, yeah. PC early access. I think it's Epic Game Store only too. Mm-hmm. yeah interesting i, I it, i'll keep an eye on it but it's it's kind of low on the totem pole for me mm-hmm. next up crossfire sierra squad trailer for psvr2 coming august 2023 we saw this at the playstation showcase a few weeks ago anything crossfire related i am avoiding like the plague yeah it's a and it was a weird ad too like and it's funny because they almost sold me it almost got me. Like I was looking, I was like, "Oh yeah, pick up the gun. Oh yeah, I can change the bullets. Oh yeah, that's a cool VR. Oh yeah, he's running around." And then it was like Crossfire Sierra Squad, and I was like, "No, no, how dare you? That's dirty. Don't do that to me." Yeah, you just delisted a game off uh, off of the store, and you you're trying to sell a new one. Yeah, bold strategy. But next, Remnant <laughs> Two trailer, and this is coming July 25th. Now I'm not a Remnant guy. So the first mm. game didn't play it. The trailer looked interesting. It, it's from my understanding, it's a it's a Souls game, but instead of it's like a third person shooter almost. It's you know I would compare it personally. I'd compare it more to like a Gears game, um, okay. In in play style, less Souls, more Gears, but definitely like you know with Gears, you got to dodge away from stuff um you got to run around and kind of coordinate with your with your teammates to kind of draw aggro and stuff like that but remnant really good game really fantastic game good world that they that they did in uh the the second one i think is going to be a really really big game for that studio and i'm glad that they're that they're doing doing right by revenant um but this was a, a weird kind of like toss in like it felt like um i thought it was an really... ad like yeah. it was during the ad break. <laughs> yeah, it's like they didn't really give a whole lot to it uh, in that time. It was kind of a shame because I think it'll be a really good game. Yeah, it was it was a very interesting slot because I think they showed like a, a PC monitor ad right before it. And then they were like, here's Remnant 2's release date trailer. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was very strange. But <laughs> the next game, one of my games of the show that I'm super interested in, a new 2D Sonic game has been announced. It is called Sonic Superstars coming to all platforms fall 2023. This trailer was awesome. The art style is gorgeous. They had him running like the original Sonic Genesis looking, and then he becomes more colorful and switches art style. Absolutely beautiful. It is full co-op you can play sonic tails knuckles amy wish my boy shadow was there but man this trailer and it has some cool features too like uh, at one point he kind of ran on the back wall and and it was like going into a different perspective there was like a 3d part at one point you got the bonus levels this game looks so so good i absolutely cannot wait for this game 
where where is where has Sega been with not making these like the mainstay for Sonic games for forever? You know, they keep pumping out all these these Sonic games and they're all subpar. You know, you've got the especially like I'm looking at I'm looking at you Frontiers. You're weird. Like, I'm glad that you exist. But bro, like that, that like just make a Sonic like Sonic Mania is by far one of the best Sonic games that's ever been made. And it was made because of fans that were were fans of the originals. So I'm looking at Sonic Superstars and I'm like, guys, it was right there the whole time. Like, just take it, make it 3D. And it goes back to the Prince of Persia thing. It's like, man, just take what works, take what people love, take the gameplay, keep that. And then just do a nice new new art style with it, you know? Like, we have so many cool games that are coming out that are, like, 2.5D, and they've got mm-hmm. two, 3D side-scroller games. It's like, why wasn't this a thing sooner? Like, this is going to sell really, really well. This is going to do really, really well. And the fact that they've got what looks to be four-player co-op with the, the main four, it looks like it's going to be a real fun game to kind of play around with. And, I, and I, I'm glad that you called out the half-pipe uh a point where it's like you know you kind of go on to the half pipe but the half pipe is a 3d dip into that kind of like i don't even know what what axis you'd call it like the z axis or something but it was really cool i was like oh that's going to be a nice little mechanic that you get to play around with i hope they use that for some of the boss fights yeah it was it was really awesome and that the chat here is loving the game as well we got some some eric saying it looked very new super mario bros Wii vibes luke obviously feeling it sam in the chat says he wants to switch between the art styles that would be a cool feature man this yeah this game definitely one of my games of the show i'm super excited for this i would love to play it co-op with people especially if it is that four-player co-op where you could have an absolute blast i think you all just running around in this world just man i i love the resurgence that sonic is having because i know uh, Luke just recently played through a bunch of the Sonic games. I've long been a Sonic supporter. I've long been a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. All right, I grew up on Sonic the Hedgehog. We had a, we had some dark years, okay? Where where Sonic? <laughs> all right, dark years. But we've had a good <laughs> Sonic Forces, not great, but like things like Sonic Colors is good. I actually want to play Frontiers. Um, I'm waiting for like a $20 price tag on it, which it mm. hasn't quite hit digitally yet. I know physically it's hit that quite a few times, but I'm waiting for that digital so I can jump in and play that um, because I think that game looks really good and I've heard good things about it. So, <laughs> man, I'm uh, I'm on the Sonic train. Let's get Sonic. Let's get Shadow back. Let's go. Um, I'm in Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and and Matt Valdez, it's no Clive and uh, Clive and Wrench. I platinum <laughs> Clive and Wrench. Just saying, great game, great 3D platformer. Next up, Honkai Star Rail. Uh, they showed off some new characters, and it's coming to PlayStation Five quarter four 2023. This is Hoyo versus uh, next game after um, Genshin Impact, which. I've promised my brother, who's a big Genshin Impact guy, and he loves Honkai Star Rail, that I would play it when it came to PS5 because it is a turn-based JRPG. So I think the game looks good. Just don't try to steal all my money with gotcha mechanics. I that's that's the way it's got to go, man. That's just it's it's gonna be built in there at some point. You saw those characters; they're gonna need hats. They're gonna need sweaters. You're gonna have to buy like cards to get them. More powered up, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> keep an eye out for that quarter four 2023. Next up, 
this also leaked, unfortunately, this morning. Uh, thanks, you PlayStation Store. But Lies of P coming September 19th, 2023. We got a new trailer and a demo is available right now on Xbox and PlayStation. I'm not a Souls guy. I think Lies of P looks visually good. I think the Pinocchio story is really cool to see that. But um, not not a game for me, Logan. Yeah. No, I won't. I won't play it. But man, I'll watch people play it because it looks beautiful. I love. They've they've done a really really good job with the art style. Um, I don't know how well that September nineteenth date's gonna do for them though, because that's you're 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 falling in between a Starfield and a Spider Man too, and that's a that's a bad place to be right now. Um, it's it's a few weeks after Starfield. It is day one game pass as well so they are they're already getting their bag from xbox to throw it on there so i don't really think they they care all that much uh, about that but um in terms of you know sales over on playstation i'm sure it'll do just fine because it has that the bloodborne bloodborne crowd over there is probably going to pick it up um same day as mortal Kombat. eric says "Ooh, that's a that's a rough one what i will say is that the fact that this is coming out like day one game pass and it is it is effectively like the souls game for this year um as far as i'm I'm concerned uh i know we had like a what was it wulong earlier this year um that was also on game pass i think liza p is going to fall a lot more in line with what uh dark souls and bloodborne fans enjoy and i think that liza p even though it's it is going to be coming out same day as Mortal Kombat, um, I think that this will be an amazing get for Game Pass uh, to be able to to have something to tide over the folks that are are still hungering for more like Elden Ring DLC and stuff, mm-hmm. which isn't coming this year. Everyone, no, nope. you're kidding. You're kidding yourself if you think Elden Ring DLC is coming this year. Also, not coming this year. Akira Toriyama's new game uh, called Sandland. <laughs> I love I love Dragon Ball. Akira yeah. Toriyama, I like his his art style all kind of looks the same. Let's be honest, sorry. He's he's not a great artist, okay? Dragon Quest looks like Dragon Ball. It all looks the same. It all blends together. Yeah. Um this trailer didn't really do much for me. It it looked like a pretty it looked like a pretty generic action JRPG just with Akira Toriyama characters. I think I think a lot of it is going to come down to the story that you get uh, revealed in in trailers down the line. Because I, I I'm I'm right now this is kind of like the first reveal, so I think this is just to get people like, hey, if if you love his style, if you love his his character sheets and stuff like that, then you're you're really going to want to keep an eye on this. And I think it really will come down to like, okay, well, what's the gameplay loop? How does that feel? You know what's the story behind it and is that going to keep me invested because yeah i don't i don't think that i don't think having art it's like the nino cooney stuff like i love the nino cooney style it's studio is it ghibli or ghibli i can never remember i say ghibli okay we'll call it ghibli and uh we can we can decide on that later on um but like having that art style is is really interesting to keep me like get me to look into like the nino cooney games but at the end of the day, like if the gameplay is not there, then I'm not going to I'm not going to play those games because it's just not something that's fun. Yo, I have set off the chat about uh, Akira Toriyama when I say that he's not a great artist. <laughs> They're coming for me, Logan. 
Look, guys, I, I appreciate the uh, the passion. The passion is is validated. Uh, I, re I retract the statement. He, <laughs> he's a great artist. I love that everyone looks like Goku and Vegeta. I love it. <laughs> I don't think the art style is that great, but it is definitely unique. And I think that they've done a lot with the character designs with the story that people love. I think a lot of people really love the characters and the story in the, the art is just the art. I love that the Luminary in Dragon Quest Eleven is Trunks. All right, I get it. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, next one, we can rapid fire some of these, I think. We got an er Annapurna Showcase on the 29th. Throne in Liberty, a free-to-play PvPVE game coming from Amazon was announced. Warhaven from Nexon, also a free-to-play game coming. And Party Animals, September 20th day one game pass all announced um i don't care about those free to play games amazon games has not put out a game i i care about uh publishing wise i've tried a few of them and they're all not great uh, in my opinion but party animals finally has a release date which if you like those ragdoll fighting games like uh gang beast <laughs> this one's for you annapurna i'm sure we'll have some some good games yeah, Annapurna knows what they what they, what to do with games, and and they they publish some fantastic stuff. None of this really felt compelling um, compared to like what else we got, and this was kind of a low point for me in the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we had a few lols throughout the show for sure, uh, but they picked it right back up because Sam Lake joined to discuss Alan Wake 2. We got a gameplay trailer. He revealed that the game will be a 50-50 split. You will play as Alan or the new character Saga uh, who comes to investigate ritual murders. You're free to switch between the characters as well. Yeah, that was... So I have no reverence for Alan Wake. I, I hadn't played the first one, so I, I have no clue like how good it is or how bad it is. This one being like a dead in the dead died in the wool uh, a horror game is kind of like mm, I don't know if I'm going to jump into that. I have questions about having a flashlight on your chest, but when you pick up the flashlight and shine it really bright in the eyes of the of the ghost, then it makes a difference. But mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna look past that. Glad that this has got uh some time to to talk about it like the the characters and stuff because i think there was a lot of questions after the playstation showcase with the reveal like were we going to have a new character how is that going to play out and it's interesting that they're going this route and it'll be cool to kind of see like how people outside of alan himself uh have to deal or or comprehend like what's going on with these with the with the story that's being written yeah so i, I love the original alan wake uh, I played the remaster just last year in January, still holds up very well in my opinion. So Alan Wake 2 is actually one of my most anticipated games this year. Mm. Um, nice. I, I think the trailers look absolutely gorgeous. I'm not a survival horror game either. Uh, like I, that is not the type of games I play. I don't play the Resident Evil games. I've, I played Dead Space on easy this year for the very first time ever. Like this is not something for me but this game looks stunning i cannot wait to play alan wake 2 this is a day one for me i love the fact that they're like introducing new like switch between the character style because that's going to be really uh, really interesting I, I especially because they said you could do it like kind of freely um you can choose to keep playing as alan you can choose to play saga so i'm super excited i can't wait for this game 
That's um, awesome. Yeah, and I know people in the chat, it is digital only, unfortunately, for anyone listening. Um, they have not announced a physical version of the game. They said it's to keep costs down, which I think is a bunch of nonsense, personally. Your Epic Games publishing the game. You can you can afford it. They're they're given a budget, man. And and testament to that, like, you know, the, the digital version is gonna be cheaper than like what most people are paying for games right now. Like they're saying, like, hey, we're we're not we're not printing discs, so we don't have to make up the costs there. So we're just gonna sell it cheaper. Ooh, we haven't talked about this yet, but Eric points out a good thing. Super close to Spider-Man as well. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna talk oh, yeah. about that. No, I I that was the other thing that I that I noticed too is uh October 17th that it's like you don't want to be between Starfield and, and Spider-Man 2 right now. Like I, I'm very sorry for all these games. Ooh. Uh next up we got a co-op campaign trailer for Warhammer Space Marine 2 still releasing this winter. I think the game looks visually very good. Like gameplay it looks like a almost a Gears of War style game. I'm not familiar with Space Marine or or and I've barely touched any Warhammer style game. Mm. Um but I thought this trailer showed really well. Space Marine 1 is a fantastic game. Um it's a game that you don't have a jump, but you're in a big mech piece of you're you're in such heavy armor that you have jetpacks to get you up to things. Uh the fact that they're going co co-op on this with three players is a huge deviation from the first game because realistically like space marine one you are just like tromping around like just murking uh orcs and stuff and uh the fact that they're allowing you to play like three players oh my gosh my alarm um the fact that they're allowing you to play three players is awesome i'm looking forward to seeing like how that's going to be if they're going to do local or not um be very very cool but love space hammer one or space marines one um really and i even went back recently still holds up very fun very very much like a 360 gears style kind of game um so if you love like old school gears like if you didn't play space marine you can still pick it up from in on digital like go play that game man because that is a it is a fun game dope dope yeah it looks interesting to me that's one i'll, I'll add to the uh, the backlog wish list for sure um next we got yes your grace snowfall trailer coming out 2024 the didn't do anything for me i'm not familiar with the series i'm sure this is for someone it's a, a pixel style uh indie game but i'm not familiar with it yeah it, very stylized pixels but very beautiful like they did a really nice job really curious to see like how the whole like choice system works out because it looked like you get to make the the choices and that can lead to to you know a prosperity or, or ruin for your kingdom so it was a very interesting take but yeah it was, it was interesting to see that come in after uh space marine too mm -hmm. uh next we have a game coming from john carpenter big fan big fan john love your work um coming from focus and saber is toxic commando an fps zombie game slated for 2024 for ps5 xbox series and pc as much as I love John Carpenter's uh, horror movies, this game looks incredibly generic in terms of the zombie <laughs> shooting. I feel like I've played this game a thousand times already. I what are you say. talking about? We haven't had these kind of games that much. Like, there's like who who goes hunting zombies with four players and vehicles and stuff in Year of Our Lord 2023. It's, that doesn't happen. This is the <laughs> this is the Left for Dead 
style game we've all been waiting for just like back for blood all right like this is yeah. this is this year's version of that in my opinion so you know this this reminds me of like the old fossils kind of and i'm and i'm speaking to your geriatric group out there you know who you are who are, who are you want the golden age age of of like 80s action films like you want that like gruff macho men going around punching zombies in the face and and you know like if if it's if it's aliens two or or just aliens then uh then then yeah i'm looking at you clint yeah you guys <laughs> this is your game enjoy it but i'm going to tell you that there are going to be fewer and fewer of these games uh as as time goes on so you got your toxic commandos you're going you're going to enjoy it but don't expect too many of these things now it's your turn to turn for the chat to turn on you. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll I'll take it. You guys can hate me if you want, but no, yeah, this is uh, it's it. It looks mid, but I'm and and you can tell because you, you don't you don't like. There are other games that we're going to talk about that live and breathe off of the name of the title of the game, not the the creator's name, Mister mm -hmm. Carpenter. I I appreciate that you're attached to this, but you are selling this game. It, it is not selling itself yeah yeah that's how i feel um <laughs> i mean it's true next up baldur's gate 3 new character reveal trailer coming out august 31st um for playstation 5 as of right now they're still working on the xbox version but i'm not a I'm not a baldur's gate guy not a not a dnd &D style guy so no same I think next one is probably one of the biggest announcements that we got here, and that is Spider-Man 2, which uh, we learned a few things. We learned that the Venom in the game is not Eddie Brock, which I think is... I, I've, all right, guys, here's, here's the thing. I haven't played Spider-Man 2018. I haven't played Miles Morales. My brother loves it. He platinum both of them, okay? It's just, I don't know. I'm not a huge, I like Spider-Man. I'm not huge into Spider-Man. I'm more excited for Wolverine. Not having Venom be Eddie Brock, weird choice. Weird choice for me. But game's coming out October 20th, which is later than I thought. It was going to be, I said September 8th. I thought it was going to go head to head with, uh, yeah, with me too. Starfield. But October 20th, they're getting a little room in there. Obviously, this is going to be the big PlayStation game for the fall. I'm just very confused why this wasn't announced two weeks ago at the PlayStation showcase. So when, when they finalize this, the PlayStation showcase, that has to be done at least a couple months before like that actually goes live. Cause there's a lot of other like things that go involved with that kind of stuff. Like it, anyone that's doing the Xbox showcase their trailers and that news has been like locked for the last couple months for sure. So I could see like, you know, beginning of the year, they were, they knew they had to get Spider-Man two out, but they might not have had a, a date locked in. And then because of the timing, they knew that they wanted to. And by the time that they had committed to summer's summer games fest, they probably knew like, okay, let's, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll give the big trailer for this, for the PlayStation showcase. And then we'll give Jeff the date. And that way they can kind of like, they can live in both worlds. So you're not forgetting about uh, Spider-Man too, but yeah, the whole, the whole Venom not being Eddie Brock. I'm pretty sure we all know who it's going to be. If you've played through them, 
Um, I'm not going to spoil that because I think a lot of folks may not have had the opportunity and may be just getting into it because of the PC versions. So if you haven't played through those, then definitely do so. Play through them, get through the story and stuff so you can see who the potential will be. Uh, but I, I'm with you. Like it not being Eddie is kind of a bummer, but they haven't set up Eddie at all in, in yeah. the prior games. So I don't, I mean, they kind of have, but I don't blame them because he hasn't been like a, like a, like a main character, you know, like a big antagonist to Peter. So I'm okay with this if, if they do it justice. Um, but it is a weird story point that they're like, it's not Eddie Brock. Wouldn't you like to know who? Yeah, I wonder who it is. I, I wonder. Um, yeah. I, apparently the chat knows who it is. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, enjoy Spider-Man though. Uh, the collector's edition looks dope if you can afford $200 plus for that. But uh, not not for me. Not for me. Not nope. going to drop that. Uh, next we got <laughs> Pow World. Second trailer. <laughs> this is the open world survival crafting game. Early access in 2024. Um. <sighs> This is the second time we've seen this game. We saw it at the Tokyo Game Show last year, if I be I believe. Yeah. And it's Pokemon if Pokemon had assault rifles. That's yep. the best way to describe this game. I don't yep. really have much more than that. <laughs> I hope I hope there's some some 16-year-olds out there looking forward to this because they got you covered. Uh, next, we got a Black Desert trailer and a trailer for Lord of the Rings Return to Moria in fall 2023. This is apparently a survival Lord of the Rings game where you play as the, the dwarfs. Does it feel Deep Rock Galactic to you? I got that sense. When okay. The trail, I thought it was Deep Rock Galactic Good. at first. <laughs> and then and then someone told me it was uh, it was Lord of the Rings. And I was like, oh, I just heard dwarfs and they were like mining stuff. So I just assumed it was Deep Rock. And it was also in another ad break. This wasn't like a yes, nobody cared about it type thing. Yeah, stop, stop stuffing stuff next to to Samsung promos because I can't tell. Uh, next up, we got a Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. It's the mobile game. It's the story of Final Fantasy VII just on mobile. Great, glad they're doing it. Uh, next game, I'm actually really interested in this one. Banisher's Ghost of New Eden. We got a new trailer. Actually showed some gameplay in this one. This is the newest game from Don't Nod. Uh, still dated for end of 2023. Looks really interesting. It's a, it's one of those third-person, over-the-shoulder type games. I'm super in. I was super in on just the reveal trailer at the Game Awards last year. I'm excited. I really hope it hits that 2023 release date. But if they have to slip it to 2024, I understand. All right. You're saying end of 2023. It's like you're kind of squeezing in under the wire there. But really impressed with what I've seen so far. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is one of those ones that it's going to kind of sneak up on people. Um, I hope it's one of those ones that they can get for Game Pass. I don't think so, but... I think it would probably do really well because it, it looks interesting. It looks surprisingly intriguing. I love ghosts, so I'm I'm down to to check it out. And you know, if if they can hit that 2023, cool. Because I think at the end of 2023, it's going to be kind of light, uh, and that'd be a good spot for for something like that. Except for Hellblade. <laughs> That's my prediction, bro. I'm sticking by it. All right. <laughs> Uh, this was the Kevin block because next we got a trailer for Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Uh, also leaked this morning, unfortunately. Thank you, PlayStation Store. Again, I don't know why you can't just wait a few hours. 
Uh, trailer came out. Kiryu's back. This is going to show the in-between events after 6 and to where he is now. Coming out November 9th. Uh, rumored to be a shorter game, like 12-ish hours, uh, going back to the traditional brawler-style combat. So I'm in on this game. I love the Yakuza Like a Dragon series, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm I'm in on these games going forward. Look good. Look fantastic. Surprised we got a date, and I'm just... I, looks awesome. I'm so glad that they're, that they're going this route because uh, this game looks good. Uh, then we got Under the Waves, August 29th cute little indie game about exploring yeah. the depths of the sea didn't do much for me no nah. uh, call of duty warzone got a new season trailer cool more stuff maybe the weirdest announcement porsche or porsche however you want to say it uh is making a custom xbox why yeah where did this come from this feels yeah. like this should have been tied to like motorsport and they're just like, oh, we got to give Jeff something for Games Fest. Like, what can we give him? And they're like, give him the custom Xbox. It's been 75 years from Porsche. We'll we'll do a full deep dive on Motorsport coming out later this month. So just give him. The Xbox give... is ugly, too. <laughs> wow. I think it's ugly. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's that's, just like... a, that's, a, that's a slam, man. Yeah, I feel I'm sorry. bad. It's ugly. It's an ugly console. That's a shame. I actually thought it was pretty. It's not my bag, but I thought it was pretty. Ooh, Matt in the chat. They should have pumped the brakes on that console. Wow. Wow, my the bad. shade. Okay, well, I uh, I guess I'm going to be in the minority there. I know Ames will back me up on this over at uh, Season Gaming. Like he he will he'll 100%. Like you guys. You, <laughs> wow. Man. Okay. I thought it looked cute. I thought it was adorable. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm not going to enter into that. And I don't care that it exists, but it's cute. I'm glad that they did it. Logan's going to go out of his way to get one now. No way. Uh-uh. Get that out. I don't, I don't need it. I got I got two already. I don't need a third one. Oh, wow. Uh, next up, Lockleth. She left, but she wanted to talk about Fae Farm. It's coming for Switch and PC September 8th. This is one of those animal-style games um animal, animal style. animal crossing style okay sorry animal style yeah animal sorry calling out the that. furries already <laughs> man <laughs> wasn't uh, expecting that um my hide stance your kids, on, hide your yo, fursuit my stance on these games is uh why would i want to do chores in video games but i understand there's a market for this okay i understand people like to do this it's not me it's not there's me. okay there is something uh, relaxing and peaceful with these games. These are the games that, like, for for me, it's it's running around smashing goblins' faces in in like Diablo Four or something. You know, for other people, it's feng shui in in organizing their house. It's about collecting outfits. It's about you know, it's it's being able to feel a small sense of accomplishment in something that doesn't matter. And just getting that little dopamine hit. That's that's what these games are great at. It's like you put you plant seeds and the seeds grow and you didn't kill the plant because it's a Vigi game. Uh, as opposed to me killing, you know, herbs in my window and, and it doesn't last. You know, I don't get that satisfaction, but I can get that satisfaction out of Fay Farm. They they are doing what Animal Crossing isn't. They're they're building games with expanded tools like Stardew Valley, but with good graphics and 
I'm glad that it exists because, you know, someone's got to do it. Like Disney Dreamlight's getting away with murder right now with the amount of money that they're charging in in their game. But the game is fantastic. It does all the things that I'd want out of Animal Crossing that Animal Crossing isn't doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what Animal Crossing is doing because uh, I never played it. Nothing. It's doing nothing. <laughs> it's they're squandering like, its goodwill. They're like, oh, we sold 40 million copies. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> to who? Who's playing this game? I don't get it. Oh, I don't man. get it. Uh, cool. If you like those style games. It's it's on the right platform for it. All right. So Switch dismissive. Right. I don't know what else. It's, it looks. It's like. When people are like, oh, I love Stardew Valley. I'm like, you're like growing. You know what? You know when I last liked a game like this was uh, yeah. Farmville, that Facebook game that you used to all play, right? <laughs> I used to check That's out what the crops. Is. Or, yeah, it's literally That's what this is. It's Farmville, but, you know, not like stealing your data. It's it's great. It's exactly what you loved about Farmville, but you don't have Mark Zuckerberg looking over your profile like, oh, yeah, that's going to get me millions when I sell this to the advertisers. Uh, what he sounds Marvel. like, by the way. Ooh. Marvel Snap getting a new update. Cool. I, yeah. I played Marvel Snap for a little bit, uh, but I've I've fallen off it. And yeah. then we got King Arthur Legends Rise. I don't. I'm not quite sure what this is. Who's it for? What uh, early access trailer for Wayfinder? This was the worst part of the showcase, by the way. Like this whole section. Of oh the yeah. Now, this was a lull um stellaris nexus is a 4x space strategy game that's coming i'm sure someone out there is interested um we got a trailer for star trek infinite which uh, i know luke likes star trek and quite a few people in the uh, xcp community like star trek but i've never really vibed with it um and i i don't know what the game is i don't know what the game is either it's coming out june 16th for for like to be able to check into it and stuff it's got Borg. I like Borg. What am I doing I no, in it though? <laughs> I have no idea. It's, it's like cool. All right, let's let's more next time. Love you. Uh, well, maybe the worst thing shown here today, and I say that with a lot of the Twisted Metal trailer. God, this, this is... was god awful. I'm pretty sure I cringed during this because I just. Oh. Was this supposed to be funny? Like, I think it was supposed to be funny. I think Will Arnett still thinks he's funny. And it's strange. Because well, he's I, not funny. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, he is not funny. Arrested Don't Development even. is a oh my God. gem of a show. <sighs> All right. What I, I, okay. I can't judge it because I didn't watch it. But I've seen plenty of Will Arnett. And the last time I saw him do anything that was... Yeah, it, it like, it, yeah, no, it's Will Arnett. He's doing the voice. He's not even doing the character. They've got, I think it's Samoa Joe. Yes, yeah, Samoa Joe is the, Samoa, the body. Like, just use Samoa Joe. Like, why has it got to be Will Arnett? Like, what does he bring to this that we haven't heard from every any other role he's ever done? And the fact that, it, oh, yeah, I can't. It's no. The trailers they put out for this game don't seem to. It's not even a game. That's the worst part. Sorry, yeah, the, the, the TV show. The trailers to put out for this TV show, sorry. <laughs> uh, they don't seem to understand what Twisted Metal is. They don't understand the tone of Twisted Metal. Um, David Jaffe's rolling in his uh, his very much alive grave. That's all I'm saying. You know, what was, what was really odd about this was that it was in the middle of a scene to showcase Sweet Tooth, and 
there was something obviously going on between uh, the the uh, the main character and, and Sweet Tooth, and there's no context to the mm -hmm. scene. So it's like there's no discussion around like what's going on or, or 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 like propping it up. So we just get thrown into the scene, and then we have to sit there and awkwardly sit through watching them like sing uh, the, the the a song in the middle of this abandoned casino with one guy's face slammed up against a, a, a slot machine. I'm like, this does mm. nothing for me. This does not tell me anything about the whole point of the series or why it exists other than congratulations. You got some big actors in it and decided to go with Will Arnett for, for reasons. Tonally, it's not incredibly far off, says Sam, but at least a bit of vehicle combat would have reassured people, I think. Yeah. Uh, if that's the tone they're going for, I'm not quite sure. Like, I thought it was supposed to be funny, and it wasn't. It wasn't funny. You know who would have done a fantastic twisted metal show is, um, and I'm blanking on his name, but the guy that does Mad Max and did Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I can't I think of his, his. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name either. For some reason, George Romero is coming to mind, but I know that's not him. He does the 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 um uh left or the uh oh, the zombie movies. But anyway, like, like get the dude for, that did Mad Max Fury Road because like he knows how to shoot like car combat. George Miller, there it is. Spam and chat got it. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I have Peacock. All right, I'm a I'm a Peacock supporter. All right, <laughs> but I'm not gonna watch this show. I can't. I can't physically. Maybe I'll watch one episode, but like, I can't bring myself to do it. Uh, next, we got a trailer for L Lisfanga, Time Shift Warrior, coming 2023. You sound excited. I have, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> like this. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, the next game I am excited for. Um, I'm going to okay. wait to get it, but Immortals of Avium, we got another gameplay trailer. This is like the fourth or fifth time, something like that. We've seen yeah. this game numerous times at this point. I think it looks really good. I am excited to play this. Like when I finally get to play this game, I know I will have a good time with it. I think it looked really good. The gameplay looks a lot of fun. It looks like one of those games where I can just shut my brain off and just have a good time just like murdering people. Like yeah. that's how Doom is for me. This looks very much like a magic Doom style game. It does. It does. I is it weird to feel like I think this is gonna be a mid-game? Cause I think a lot of people are feeling that, unfortunately. I just I, I I think they've I think it's really interesting. I think it's it's definitely a game, but I'm getting some real outrider mid game vibes from this. And I, I don't know outriders. <laughs> no, and see that's the thing, is it's like Outriders was great. Um I think they did a good job with it, but it was just it's it's just a video game. Like it doesn't really it doesn't do anything outside of that that I haven't seen with other stuff. So I'm just like, I don't know. It looks like a generic magic fantasy world and it's doing doom things. And I, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong on this. I hope I'm wrong about this, but everything that I've seen so far just makes me feel like it's kind of mid and I'm no, bummed about that. I think this is a title that we 
would have gotten like in the mid 2000 like early 2000s it gives me that kind of energy you know what i'm talking about where you just had you had games that came out and they knew that they're like this isn't going to be a franchise this isn't going to be like a a must play game it's just going to be a fun video game and this gives me those kind of vibes where like if this comes in at a seven that's exactly where i expect it to come in i don't Mm -hmm. expect this to like have an amazing story i think like it's just going to be a fun time for me i think Yep, that's and I'm okay no. With that. Yeah, I'm okay it, it with feels that. it feels double A, and and I think that's where it's. I think it's living in that place. If they come in at like twenty hours for the campaign, like perfect. Let them let them live in that world. Uh, last two things: we got a Fortnite trailer for Fortnite Wilds. Um, you get to play as Optimus Prime, where. Big Optimus Prime was like, I'm too big to be in Fortnite. I'm going to make a little baby Optimus Prime that the, the character could play as. Uh, I, I like Transformers. I wish it was old school Optimus Prime instead of like Michael Bay Optimus Prime. But like, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. That's just that's just Optimus now, man. Like that's uh, that's yeah. who he, I oh, man. I was watching because uh, I've been I've been seeing the uh, advertisements for the uh, the Rise of Prime. I think is what it's called. I can't think of what it, the new one's called. Yeah, yeah, Rise of the Beasts, Rise of the Beasts. Yeah, where they're getting the the oh man. And I showed my wife that cartoon back in the day and how bad that was. Um, but I was there's something about Optimus Prime. It, he is just like the perfect hero, the perfect leader to me. And like having him kind of come to Fortnite. It's super weird because the whole vibe of the wild season feels closer to Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm, did have a vibe than than it did like Transformers. So I was really confused by that. Um, but it looks like you get to ride raptors. It looks like you get to slide on vines. It looks like you get to buy Transformer skins. I'll be very curious, like where else they go with that. Um, if they here's what they'll 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 get me if they get this. If they have a Starscream glider. Ooh, and yeah. a, and a back bling is um soundwave with the little cassette the little boombox guy mm-hmm. if they get that the gen ones they're gonna get a lot of money from those because i guarantee you there's gonna be some 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 old folks out there like myself we're gonna get sucked in and want that starscream glider and that that soundwave uh back bling i want a new uh transformers game I, yeah i I'm gonna, played I, I played battlegrounds when it came to uh game pass last yeah. year and that was the it's like a it's like a strategy game like a turn-based like fire emblem type game and it didn't get great reviews i had i enjoyed it for what it was uh, it was nice to like be in the transformers universe again and like have those characters but i would like a transformer like a good transformers game was it was War of Cybertron good? Because that's the one that I always. That's think what everyone about. talks about. That's the one everyone that's, always brings up as being good. Yeah, like that's I want one of those. Like there's a there's a PSVR two uh, cyber uh, Transformers game that just got brought over um, from the PSVR one days, and I'm like I'm like this close to picking that up because I want something Transformers that bad. Uh, but man, I would I would love to have uh some gen one stuff come to Fortnite because that would that would sell so well if they do that uh finally logan closing out the show final fantasy 7 rebirth trailer 
Uh, I know you're not the JRPG guy, but I got to tell you, this looks phenomenal. Visually stunning. This game is gorgeous. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Um, I've been anticipating the Final Fantasy seven remake like the next part of it ever since i played the first one because so like you have the original story for anyone that doesn't know you have the original story of final fantasy 7 and then remake everyone was like oh it's just going to be like retelling the same game and it's not they change things like the whole timeline is different so rebirth is not going to be a one-to-one like this is final fantasy 7 it i'm excited to see what changed between rebirth and the original timeline and the original story. And I just love, love everything they're showing here. It looks gorgeous. Um, early 2024. So uh, shout out. I know Sam is in the chat. Uh, no limits crew here at save the game media for our fantasy critic league. You can suck it. Take your zero. I told you that game wasn't coming out. And I told you factions wasn't coming out yet. You, you, you all doubted me and I'm two for two, baby. <laughs> I am so glad that this is, is got its reveal. Um, I know nothing about Final Fantasy VII except for the spoiler, which I found out like a couple years ago. And I haven't, I haven't played remake. I have no interest in jumping into it at any time soon. But they're putting it out on two discs apparently, and <laughs> yes. uh, you know that like that was in a, you know in a world where Alan Wake Two is going digital only to save money, they're like, no, we're doubling down on the physical, and you're gonna buy two discs, and you're gonna like it uh i'm glad that they're doing this for folks because i know there's some some big fans out there and if this gets your goat and this was your this was your big one more thing at the end of the show that was a heck of a of a thing to, mm-hmm. to toss on the end there yeah it was a fan, fantastic way to close the show out for for me for a lot of people i know uh quite a few people on twitter were were very excited about this reveal and i'm i'm probably gonna watch it a few more times before i go to bed just to like just to feel something you know uh, <laughs> it's true i will i watched the reveal trailer multiple times like just listening to like who's talking who's saying what like trying to figure like the sephiroth yeah. monologue in here oh swear you are doing something magical with final yeah right now you got a red talking wolf that's some pretty cool stuff <laughs> he's he's a pretty cool guy he's a pretty cool guy <laughs> all right we can move into our last story i know i'm keeping you a little long here logan but uh we'll uh we'll get through this so uh fair warning if you don't want to know a spoiler for the xbox game showcase that someone leaked the publisher leaked this themselves you can click off now thank you for coming please drop a like subscribe we appreciate you for listening if you don't care because it is all over social media at this point i'll give you five seconds all right atlas has leaked its own games so atlas west ahead of the xbox game showcase has accidentally leaked two persona games that would surely have been revealed this sunday from the trailers it looks clear that they were intended for the show posted on their official instagram and since removed persona 3 reload the long rumored persona 3 remake has been confirmed for early 2024 and persona 5 tactica a persona 5 tactics spinoff game coming november 17th both titles are day one in xbox game pass logan i know you're not a jrpg guy (laughs) but i gotta tell you man 
this would have been a huge pop off for me when I'm live reacting on Sunday. If I didn't know about this, I would, <laughs> this would have been a scream, like jump out of my chair moment. Like when I did, when the, the persona games come to game pass last time, this would have been that moment for me. What is, uh, what is so exciting about this though? Like, what is it about a persona game that makes it so interesting that, that this is why you're excited? So persona for me is really a culmination of everything I love about JRPGs where you get some of the most fantastic and mature stories in JRPGs, like the, the main storylines. And then you also get in-depth character development analysis through those games. Uh, you have social bonding elements where you get to grow closer with those characters and really learn about them. Like, what made them the way they are. And that just enhances the experience for me. On top of that, you have fantastic turn-based combat where the it's the system relies a lot on weaknesses. Like every enemy is weak to a certain thing. You can exploit that in certain ways to give yourself like additional moves, team combinations. I just think the game for me really, really does everything that I want from this series uh, or from this type of game. So that's why it's exciting for me. Uh, Persona 3 Portable came last year to Game Pass and it got re-released and that's the old PSP game um, and I tried playing it. I played about two hours of that game when it came to Game Pass and man, it is a rough game. There's no cutscenes. The dungeon crawling is tedious, boring, plain. Like it was not a very good experience despite me wanting to know the story and I... I have experience with these characters through games like persona 4 arena ultimax the fighting game that they put out so i'm familiar with the persona 3 cast mm. a little bit but i really want to dive more into them so this game from the looks of it is like the persona 5 engine they basically just brought it from like those from what a psp game could be to what a modern jrpg should be and that excites me that i'm going to be able to play probably the best version of persona 3 um now that i've waited for that so That's super cool. excited for that yeah, yeah yeah and then persona 5 tactica people saw the other day that atlas had trademarked an updated uh p5t and it was like mm. a website and they do this a lot they have a few things that like they've they've trademarked or and updated and nothing's ever come out but yeah. this one, people were joking like, oh, it's it's going to be a fighting game. It's going to be, I saw Ryan Turford. He said, oh, it's going to be a tactics game. And I'm pretty sure he was half joking. Turns out it's going <laughs> to be a tactics game. Little different here. It's uh, it's more of the Persona Q art style where they're like chibis almost. It's not the actual mm. like character looking. Um, and it's a tactics spinoff game. I love tactics. I think Gears Tactics is the best Gears we've had since Gears 3. You can quote me on that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love Gears Tactics. So I'm big into tactical games. Adding the Persona 5 catch, uh, cast, which I've spent 87 hours with, platinumed. Oh, that was just in the the Royal. And then I played Persona 5 Strikers for another 40 hours. So I've already invested over 100 hours with these characters. I just love them, love that world. I'm excited to to go back for something different. That's really cool. It's it's amazing. It's a First off, it's a bummer that this that this didn't get to get shown off at the Xbox showcase. Cause so often 
a lot of, and and for a lot of people that still will be like there's going to be a lot of folks that that don't listen to podcasts that don't you know trend on or you look at trending stuff on twitter and stuff so mm-hmm. this will still be really big for them uh but the fact that the relationship with atlas who has historically been very very tied to sony is continuing to support and develop for xbox is fantastic news it means that there's a good good communication between that studio uh and what they're publishing and what's coming to game pot or game pass and that's what game pass needs game pass needs to support those types of games because they're just not they're not as prolific and there's a, a definite market there to be addressed so i'm glad that this is something that is getting more love and attention when it's easy to think like, ah, oh, well, you know, they they already put that stuff out there. There's no real reason to, to stay committed to it. Like it'll be there for a year, which is like the typical for the bigger games, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, then it'll be done and people can buy it if they want. But it's not like it's they're not beholden to Xbox for any reasons. But seeing this continued on, beautiful. Glad to see it. Yeah, and I'm sure these games are going to come to the other platforms as well. It's obviously just the Xbox trailers for their showcase. Uh, I love that Xbox seems to have a really good relationship with Atlas and Sega now. Um, if it was up to me, Xbox would try to buy Sega instead of Activision Blizzard. I, I think that's a better uh, better relationship. I think it's a, I like their games more, but that's that's just me being biased, obviously. We can get Sonic, all right? Everyone loves Sonic the Hedgehog. Um Man. No, but it's it's great. The one thing I will say is that I know for a fact the Persona 5 Royal achievements, everyone on Xbox complained, we we don't get these games. Y'all need to actually play them, all right? <laughs> I, I, I look at the achievement list, and it's like how many, the percentage of players that get Arsene, the opening Persona in the first hour of the game is shockingly low it was like one percent last time i saw so you all complain we don't get jrpgs and then you don't do any you don't play them and when you do you don't play them long enough to actually do anything so everyone's over there complaining i know it's a different company but square enix doesn't bring games to to xbox because you don't support them all right i've been on my high horse about this if you want these types of games you gotta support them and i i put my money where my mouth is i download my game pass i buy them on the xbox console so i want everyone else to do the same that's all i'm asking to to be fair though atlas has historically been a very playstation centric publisher like you know if you want atlas games you probably own a a, a playstation so you know like they have a built-in player base there the 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 diehard xbox fans who've just been living without them for so long is probably a, a fairly small number compared to what is typically released on xbox which i think is why Activision Blizzard makes so much more sense as an acquisition than it does for them to pick up like a Sega uh, or, or you know, a, another Japanese studio because they haven't they haven't developed that culture uh, for Game Pass. I think I think Atlas is a good get. You know, would I love to see Skies of Arcadia come back as a remake for for Game Pass? Yeah, it'd yeah. be it'd be amazing. But that's just that's not where where a lot of what Microsoft gamers or Xbox gamers tend to go for for a lot of those games, unfortunately. 
And until you start bringing more and more and more, you start building up that expectation that the, that the games will come there as well. You're going to see these low numbers, these low yields uh, for, for stuff like that. Because, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of these titles are fairly old. And, and if you haven't played them, chances are you're not going to. That's fair. That's fair. And I think Eric in the chat makes a good point about anyone that launches it, it automatically adds the achievement percentage. Um, I would say, like, if you launched it, why didn't you play it? You know, and, but that's that's just me. That's just me being a, a snob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had another point to make and I completely slipped my mind. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah, I'm hoping, as you said, that older games got brought and that's maybe why people they had already played them on other platforms perhaps or they wanted to play them elsewhere i'm hoping with these being two brand new games that maybe this is the time we see the xbox community show up and support like hey we're not we're not they're not being walled off from us we don't have to wait for these ones like they're here day and date let's show up and support them yeah yeah and this this definitely and it Part of the other problem that I think might be contributing to this too is is that some of the some of the people that are out there talking about how they want Atlas games to be brought to Xbox are going to be ones that uh, want to showcase those games. And with a lot of that, you're gonna be you're gonna find like they're they're going to want to like stream the game. They're gonna want to share that experience. And Atlas has been, extremely limiting on what you can actually like show off for that so unless you have like a capture card and stuff as far as i know you can't stream uh persona 5 directly from the xbox it doesn't it didn't let me when i went to go jump into it and it didn't let me when on my playstation either they're they're known to block certain like especially cut scenes i know often there was there was times where i when i played it on ps5 it would give me that notification like streaming disabled for for like large portions of the game so yeah that's that's also fair that's fair when when you restrict people from being able to have like a full experience of it uh if it if you if you do something like that it shows that you're that you're not you're not open to the experience of of letting people play the game experience the game through other people because maybe they can't maybe they maybe that they're not sure that they want to um just let like like let players have that choice on their own without having to, to restrict them on that kind of thing. Um, and I think that you tend to, you, you tend to, to build a better community around your, your games and your IPs and stuff. It's no, no longer uh, relegated to the elitists who, who sit alone and play it at home and don't, you know, they talk about it reverently with others who, who may have, but you don't really get to share that experience with other people. So they don't see what's so awesome about this game because streaming is so restricted uh, from, from the actual developer side mm -hmm. of things. Yeah, no. And uh, I know like me, I'm a big uh, proponent of them coming to Xbox, but that's because I've played them already. Like I've played persona four elsewhere. I played persona five elsewhere. So when I was excited for the Xbox community to get them, I was more like, Hey guys, look at these great games, go play them. And I, maybe maybe other people have already played them elsewhere like i have and that lowers those older numbers so i'm really hoping these new ones these new ones are the ones that we see some success with and and let's let's show out for them um, i'm excited for them obviously and i know plenty of other people are excited for them so this is uh sucks it sucks they leaked their own games i'm sure that social media manager is uh, getting a stern talking to but yeah Go easy on them. It's a busy time right now. 
these things happen, unfortunately. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't Walmart Canada this time. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart, what are you doing? Uh all right. Well, that's all we got for this week's show, Logan. Uh thank you so much for coming to hang out with me. I know yeah. we, we went quite a, a a while there. I hope uh hope you're okay with that. I hope you had fun. Yeah, it was great. We had a good we had a long, long conversation about a lot of stuff. I was really surprised at just surprised at how good the uh, showcase was even with yes. the lulls i think they did a much better job than the last couple of years and i'm and i'm really really glad to see that i i think the second ha- second hour was uh, slow for the most part not much there for for me but i walked away with a, a handful of games as i said sonic like a dragon banishers per, uh even even more games that i'm for oh prince of persia it's like i walked away with a handful of games that i'm interested excited to to pick up and play so that's really all i can ask for from these showcases do i think it was like the most amazing showcase ever no but it's it's certainly better than some of the past summer game fest and i i I think i said i would give it like a a b b plus um for summer game fest types showcases i think jeff can do better Still, I think Game Awards is still his bread and butter, but this was a good show. I had a good time, and then Atlas obviously making me very happy to end the day. But Logan, where can people find you if they want to hear more from you, my friend? Uh, if you guys want to uh, listen to my content, you showcased it really well at the beginning of the episode, but uh, Keelhauled Podcast, if you're into Sea of Thieves, um, one of the pillar franchises for Xbox, in my opinion, they've done a great job supporting it over the five years and uh, i talk about it on a weekly podcast called keelhauled um other than that if you want uh, more xbox content um come hang out with uh luke lore and myself uh as he does the xbox expansion pass and uh, i sit around and, and just kind of like talk xbox with him because that's a great place to do it absolutely go check them out i know uh we've had luke on plenty of times you guys know how gr- i i always speak highly of xcp so go over there check them out and keel hauled if you're into sea of thieves for sure um which i i'm not good at sea of thieves i'm off i always get murdered everyone sees my gold uh, <laughs> you can find me at the buffin mon on twitter so one and seven i and own seven a follow us at save game media and until next week we will see you goodbye <laughs>